Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com, where you will find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Jace Dreger. Jace is a highly effective personal transformation and retirement coach, speaker, and author with over 20 years of financial experience. He's worked with some of the largest organizations in Australia to help improve their employees' financial literacy, decrease their financial stress, and improve their well-being by delivering programs that aim to educate and empower at every stage of life right through to retirement. Jace combines his experience as a myotherapist and holistic health practitioner to create his future-proof 360 method, the motto of which is live well, work well, retire well. Jace has a passion for positive aging and his personal life experience as a carer has led him to become an advocate for effective mental health management at all ages. So please join me in welcoming the show, Jace. Jace, how are you, buddy? Fantastic, Ben. Thank you for your time. It's uh, it's great to be with you, mate. I've, I've been looking forward to this one. I know you've you've spent years, decades of your life helping people to you know really understand the concepts of finance. But I also know because you you've, you've got this holistic approach, almost you know dare I say it, a, a healer's mentality that you bring to what it is that you do. And I know you've got this incredible passion for well-being. I know you've got this incredible passion for mental health, but I also know you've got this incredible passion for helping people, you know, go through each of the stages of life in, in a really beautiful way, you know, based on the way you would say in a fulfilling way. And I know you, you, what really lights you up these days is really helping people transition from that career to retirement in the most fulfilling way. Uh, what I want to know to start off with is why, why is this mental health and well-being and the retirement journey, why does that light you up so much? I think it just boils down to a culmination of my journey, uh, you know, right through from when I was a child. Uh, I was very fortunate to be close with my grandparents and see the way they retired. I went through school and it wasn't easy like a lot of us. And then I uh, embarked on a career which I thought was myself and that was around, you know, my therapy and, 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 and so forth. And it was as a consequence of, um, and I, you know, we had a, had a business in it and it was, it was successful, but circumstances meant that I was no longer doing it. And so then I was forced with uh, a point in time in my life when I really had to reinvent myself. And I was very fortunate uh, to land in finance, of which I've been there for the last you know, 20 or so years, um, helping people um, you know, create wealth which they can uh, live on in retirement. And along the way, through the trials and tribulations of life, uh, I certainly haven't been one that's been immune or untouched from the impact of, uh, you know, challenges with mental health. And I've dedicated a large part of my life to, the, to those closest to me as a carer with their own mental health challenges. And so as I think about 
what the next stage of life is for people as they're embarking on life after work, I can see that there's opportunities to help because the issue with moving from your work-life identity into retirement identity, it can be quite confronting for people. So it's just simply a culmination of my journey and things that I've picked up along the way. And, and, and at the end of the day, I believe that everybody deserves a great life after they finish work. Just in you know, one short paragraph, for those of the people, the listeners out there who haven't heard of myotherapy before, how would you sum it up? What, what would you, how would you describe that? Yeah, so myotherapy is uh, myo meaning muscle and therapy just mean the treatment of. And so uh, myotherapists combine both soft tissue trigger point therapies with assessment and diagnosis of why someone isn't biomechanically, their movement isn't working correctly. Um, and what I now know as a consequence of a lot of studies, some of those trigger points are actually trapped emotions. Yeah, right. Nice. That's a, that's a pretty big... Uh... Uh, epiphany to be had around that mm. but I, I know that there's a lot of people that that tune in and they listen to all different types of interviews and a lot of them are in that stage where they are wanting to retire and they're wanting to do it in a way that's that's fulfilling what what's your suggestion to them what, what should they be thinking about what should they be considering you know what what should be top of mind for them retirement is really a it's a social concept in the sense that uh, throughout life, we, at each stage, we're told what we should be doing. So when we leave school, we can either go and get a job or you can go and do further study. There's a social expectation that, that you get married and if you get married, then you have kids. And then you buy the home and, and you progress through middle life and you, and you, and you get to a point where... Uh, that you hope that you're living a you know, fulfilling life. So that pathway is very much mapped out for all of us. The issue with retirement is it's an old definition. Mm. I mean, retirement is coming up. The definition of retirement, the originating definition of finished work and going to leisure is coming up to 140 years old next year. So people today think that, okay, well, I'm going to, do what a lot of Australians do, a lot of people do, and that's become uh, free and grab the caravan and travel around. And that's the right thing to do. But the issue is playing on the golf course, going fishing and those sorts of things uh, only last for so long. And so for me, the definition of retirement is really what you want to make it to be. Uh, and that is it's more of a beginning than an end. And so mm -hmm. for me, what I could say to people about thinking about Retirement or that next phase of their life, wherever they are, is focus on the gain and don't focus on the loss. The greatest challenge for a lot of people, I think, as they move through their life stages, is they're still held to the past. And that sense of loss can be really, really confronting. So uh, reframing it to opportunity rather than uh, loss, I think, is probably the best advice that I can see as people look to where they want to go going forward god and i i love in this this book you've written here that you talk about this concept of the duality of life you know like if someone wants to have happiness they've got to embrace unhappiness and um how, how does this concept of, well first of all for the listeners out there who haven't really heard much about this concept of duality of life how would you sort of 
explain that to them? And then how can they use that to transition more effectively? Like what's the process? Yeah, I, I think, you know, just as I've described about people's view or perception of themselves into the future is that it's a bit like Tarzan in the, in the jungle. You know, he would never be able to move forward to meet Jane if he didn't let go of the vine. So the thing about moving forward is if we're only wedded to one element of the story of our perception, then it can potentially have consequences of remaining stuck or feeling overwhelmed or disillusioned or a loss of identity. So for me, duality is being able to see both perspectives and appreciate both perspectives. And it's in appreciation of both of those perspectives is the wisdom. So once I started realizing um, and, and understood and still learning about duality is that by understanding and appreciating both sides, that's where the freedom is. And so for me, as people look forward um, going through any stage of life, particularly around moving from post-work, is that I can either look at it as, as an opportunity or I can look at it as a challenge. Um, and there's obviously benefit in both. So let's just say I'm sitting here now and I'm about to retire, like I'm retiring next year. And I'm freaking out because I've had this identity since I was, you know, for 20 straight years and I'm about to have a brand new identity. How can I better prepare myself for that? What's your suggestion? I know you work with, with some incredible people. You, you help them really transition in a very seamless way. And you really do help them, as, as your motto states, to retire well. What do you generally recommend? I know it's 12 months down the track. I know it's happening what do I do now to be in a better position? Um, first thing I would say, apart from the fact that I wish you had to come and see me 20 years ago, <laughs> is, is because I think that the retirement mindset doesn't start either one or five or 10 years. Retirement mindset can be adopted from someone who, is moving into their first job for the first time. It's about doing the things that we love and serving the people that we want to serve in the areas of which give us and, and provide the greatest level of uh, value. Um, for me, though, in terms of if someone did come to see me 12 months out, it's really a matter of taking stock of where they are and where they want to be, okay? And, and I, I've been very fortunate with a lot of my training is that I've been able to adopt, uh, I suppose it's a blueprint looking through retirement readiness or ease of transition through 15 factors. And so those 15 factors enable us to work out how well or how uh, aligned someone is to their work identity, um, how self-directed that they are, you know, what's their attitude and their perception of even aging. So this is the thing and reason why I'm so positive about positive aging is because I see people who have age with wisdom and experience and they've gone and passed all the life's tests. And so for me, that should be upheld as, a, as something of you know, great strength and importance, which we can all learn from. What I've always said is I can't, I, I can see people. I can't see dead people, but I can certainly see people, <laughs> right? And, and, and 
and I was actually even asking myself, what does that mean? And that means is that I choose to see the best in people and that's where I put my energy and focus. And so coming to me is a matter of maybe even for the first time in people's lives is hearing someone that can actually really see them and see what they can bring. And for me, as in terms of helping people see opportunity in retirement, it's a matter of taking everything that they see in the rear vision mirror and bringing and reorientating them back to who they truly are and then resetting and refocusing and reimagining what life could be with what arguably will be more time in retirement than what they were with uh, in, in their working life. So for me, I just think people are just getting started as they approach whatever that time period is to life after work. Mm. Nice. So there's... So what I'm hearing is there's like 15 metrics that we can have a look at when we come and see you and you, and you sort of, based on those metrics, is there corrections that we make? Is there a plan that we map out from there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and then so what I do is I take people on the eight-week program. And mm-hmm. then what we do is we focus on one area of their life that they believe at this point in time will give, us, give them the greatest impact on all other areas of their time. Um, and until we sit down and actually truly work out what that is, um, neither I know and neither does the client know. So, you know, my, what I try to do, and I think I do reasonably well, is help people navigate that period of time for which they're losing their old identity and becoming whatever that new identity is. And the great thing about that point in time in people's lives is they can make it whatever they want it to be. And I don't want people's level of fulfillment and happiness to be wedded to what their account balance is. Mm. Um, and all too often people do. And uh, I want to, I want to make sure people live their best life in those, in those glory years. What, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen with all the people that you've worked with over the years to help them retire well, what are some, some mistakes that people just commonly make that could have been avoided, but they just continue to make them? The number one thing is that people see retirement as a financial event. It's not. Oh, geez, that's a, that's, that is quite a deep comment. So people see retirement as a financial event. Mm. Tell me more about that. Well, when we prepare for retirement, we usually go and see a financial planner. And that's absolutely the right thing to do. But when we look at, say, the wheel of life and we look at the other life uh, arenas that make up our life, is there's there's many others. And so what happens is if we're following an outdated definition of retirement, that it should be all about leisure, and then we get into retirement and we go through the honeymoon period, going on the cruise going, uh, traveling, doing whatever we want to do, we come back and then we sit in time and silence and go, hang on a minute, <laughs> this, this, this is not what it's all cracked up to be. And so what often happens is all of those other things which we haven't addressed before we've got into retirement, such as life meaning and purpose and identity mm. and those sorts of things really come up. And the other thing too is for some couples, they may not have seen each other for the last 40 years and all of a sudden they're around the kitchen table having lunch going, hang on a minute, I've been looking after the household. You're not going to come in and tell me what to do. So there's a couple, and what I also know is there's a coupling uh, issue there, but there's also men going into retirement is very different to women. 
So, you know, it, the, the thing for me is don't see retirement as a financial event. I think it's really just a period of time of adult development. You're becoming mature and more centred and re realigned to who you are. And let's just go through a process together of just really finding out who you are and bringing out the best in you. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting stats from around the world that show that when people retire, quite often in a very short amount of time, their relationship disintegrates because they literally don't know the person they're living with. They've seen them for an hour at dinner and a half an hour at breakfast, and now they're spending every single day together and, and they realise they don't even know who, who the person is. But they also um, show that, you know, beyond retirement, quite often the, the mental processes slow down, the mental health starts to have get impacted, well-being starts to, to have an experience. And I think that's quite interesting what you say, that it's a financial, uh, you know, event. And I remember I was, I was uh, hearing an interview of someone who, who was worth about $800 million or something, and, and one of their friends asked them, you know, surely you got enough money now, can't you just retire? And the, and the guy said, well, but, you know, how many pina coladas can you drink? You know, like how many hammocks can you lie in before you just go crazy? And so what's, what's your suggestion to the people who have retired who are potentially going a little bit crazy right now because they're, they're, they're lost and empty? What do we do if, we've already, if we're already in that retirement stage but we're just unfulfilled? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things and one of the most important things is that we aren't defined and that person or that couple isn't defined by the retirement years that others have led and gone through. And their retirement isn't a retirement that their parents went through, for which often that they form attitudes and beliefs and perceptions around. Um, so it's almost like, let's throw the rule book out. <laughs> let's work out what is most important. If I'm working with a couple, then it's really important for each, each partner to really honour, you know, the highest values of, of the other person. And, you know, certainly going through COVID, I think a lot of people have been on a, you know, almost like a, a retirement in the sense that they've been at home, you know, the, the relationship's been stress tested. They've come out of it. Some relationships have stayed and some, some relationships have gone elsewhere. So, so for me, it's a matter of um, helping the person understand that their retirement is going to be built on their terms. You need to honour, you know, the values of each other and, you know, bring forward all of those things that make that person great, but also delve into what maybe they've always wanted to do throughout their life. Um, and, and, and a great source of wisdom around that is, you know, as we were growing up, sometimes we wanted to do things that we've always wanted to do, but never had the chance to do them, or we've been talked out of them. So mm -hmm. now's our time not to, be conf not to be bound by the limitations that we put on ourselves, beliefs, or those of other people. So, so when you say it's important to honour the highest values, for the people out there who are listening and who never even come across the concept of, of values, what's the, the best, like, how do you describe it to them? So I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm retired. I'm there with my partner or we've just gone through COVID lockdown. We've had a, a, a practice retirement and uh, we realize that things aren't sort of panning out ideally. 
What's how do we go about honouring someone's values? What's your suggestion? Um, well, the first thing to do is to sit down and ask each of them individually uh, through a process of uncovering those things that are most important to them. And so values to me are those things that really light me up, that give me energy, that I would consider to be my priorities in life. Now, values to me, these highest values are things like I, I enjoy uh you know, socialising or I might enjoy teaching or I might enjoy learning and, uh, or, or I might uh, enjoy uh, creating or building or doing those sorts of things. And, and each person's going to be different. I always say that someone's highest value is almost like their name or their fingerprint. It's unique to them. And then what it's a matter of doing is, is listening and taking each couple through a process of uncovering what is most important to that individual. And most people don't ever get the opportunity to do that. And so... Uh, it's a matter of really embracing, you know, through what I consider really love at the end of the day of making sure you understand uh, and then acting out and helping that person also flourish, enjoying what they're doing. And what you'll find is there, there could be quite a bit of overlap, but where there isn't overlap is that we want to make sure that each person in that in retirement years gets the chance to fulfill that. Mm. So it's, it's about sort of having that, if, I, if I'm hearing correctly, it's, it's understanding your partner's highest values and then giving them an environment where they can fulfil those, but then also knowing what your highest values are and giving yourself an opportunity to fulfil those as well. Yep, 100%. And, and I noticed in, in this, this book you've written, Elevate Your Performance, you talk a, a little bit about the idea of happiness versus fulfilment. Mm. And... For the listeners out there who haven't actually grabbed a copy of your book yet, what what are you saying about that? You know, the, 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 those two concepts. Because I know everyone's out there trying to be happier, right? Like I think it's the it's the body. You know, oh, I just want to be happier. I want to be happier. But you talk a lot about the concept of fulfilment. What what's in your mind the differences there? It was, um, and I'm not sure where I was at the time, but I, I distinctively remember in my mind when it went ping, and that was. Uh, brought to me by the saying that some of the most unhappiest people in life are those that are ch chasing happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And, and it's because happiness is, is a feeling, but it's often momentarily. Uh, fulfilment to me is a, really about looking at different buckets and there might be, and each bucket may be aligned to a particular area of somebody's life. And so what I know and what I've felt and experienced and what I, you know, live my life by is I might not necessarily be content at a point in time, but what I always draw back on is those other areas of my life that are really enriching and that are giving me back the, um, the, the level of fulfilment um, that, that, I, that I'm, you know, trying to live in, in that sort of state of mind. The other thing too is it's also we forget the roles that we play in life. So one of the things that I do with people is actually really map out the different roles that they play. So you might be unhappy in one particular relationship in your life, but all of the other roles that you're playing uh, that you may be completely happy and fulfilled. So 
rather than putting all of your eggs in one basket, <laughs> uh, it's really important to look at all areas of your life. So is it at any point in time, you can sort of feel fulfilled. The other thing about that is it helps us also identify what area or what aspect of life do we need to work on? Got it. So it's, it's, I like what you're saying there that quite often people say, well, I'm just unhappy, but they're not getting specific, you know, unhappy with what or unhappy with what specific area. And I, I like the point there about the concept of, you know, quite often when we really look into it, it's just you're unhappy with this one element and it's, it's just a, a small element. I, I like the concept there that the, <laughs> the most unhappy people on the planet are the ones that are constantly wanting to be happy. I remember Wayne Dyer once gave the analogy of a dog trying to bite its own tail, you know, and the tail was happiness and it just goes round and round and round and eventually just wears itself out and falls on the ground and it never manages to catch its tail. And I think that's kind of what most people do with happiness. They're just going round in circles, not really um, seeking the, the, the right outcomes. But I know uh, there's listeners out there that want to transition through many different stages of their life. And I know you've got this incredible eight-week program that you take people through. I know that you focus quite a lot on people that are making the transition into that retiring well, you know, having lived well and worked well and wanting to retire well. But I also know you work with all kinds of people. Um, for the listeners out there, if, if you wanted to, you know, reach out to Jace, there's a couple of ways of, of doing it. Uh, there is a website, elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, and you'll actually see Jace there and you can connect with him directly through that website. But also you can email him um, directly through his email address, retirementcoach at outlook.com.au. So that's retirementcoach at outlook.com.au. And I know, Jace, you, you, you're quite generous with your time in the sense that you're happy to jump on the phone with people and have a bit of a quick chat, you know, to see if there is a match between what it is that you do in terms of the coaching you provide and what they're really looking for. And for the listeners out there, you know, if you are in that stage of transitioning, specific, you know, especially if you're transitioning into retirement, I, I cannot recommend enough that you, you jump on board with one of Jace's uh, eight-week coaching programs because they are quite phenomenal in terms of being able to help you align your values. You know, if, if you happen to be in a relationship, it really does work quite well with the, the two of you to, to make sure that there is a good alignment. But also the thing I like about what you do, Jace, is, is you're really quite focused on making sure that we're fulfilled, but we've also got that incredible sense of well-being as we're retiring and we're, we're, we're positively aging. But also I love that you, you put quite a lot of emphasis on the mental health of someone, you know, making sure that we are healthy from a, a mental perspective in, in our ability to, to retire. So, mate, what, what I want to um, just ask you before we wrap up today is is there like a final idea or a final tip or some message you want to leave the the listeners with that that you think might add some extra value to their life what's the the big idea or the final message i think the the number one message is don't wait until retirement to start living many mm. people do many people put off things until tomorrow and tomorrow often never comes so for me it's a matter of don't put off your life and living your life the way you want to leave it uh, for yourself and for those that you love until retirement. Yet the other thing is what's become really apparent to me is a great life awaits everybody and a great opportunity to help you move and transition into that great life is to get a coach. Mm. Uh, 
and you know someone that you know you could lean on and work with that ultimately will enable you to become your own best coach and so for me it's a matter of putting your hand up asking for help but asking for help in the right area knowing that you know a great life awaits you through that first step yeah i like it i really love that idea that you know, don't wait to retirement to start living. And I think because of this 140-year-old idea, um, that's how most people think. And I think that's just, it's a great message for everyone to hear mm. that why are we waiting till retirement to start start living? I, I think that's a, a really nice nice way to think about it because so often people just postpone everything until they finish their career. And then they, they look back and say, what, what, what the heck happened? So again, Jace, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being on the show. Congrats on your international best-selling book. And for the listeners out there, you know, don't wait until retirement to talk to Jace. He said at the start of the interview, you know, what, what, what advice could he give you? He said, you know, I wish you spoke to me 20 years ago. <laughs> so, so my suggestion is don't wait any longer. Reach out, retirementcoach at outlook.com.au and, um, and connect with him and, and find out more about how he can definitely help you have more fulfillment and well-being in your, in your stages of life. Mate, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ben. Much love, much gratitude. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, look, if you want to find out more about Jace, you can do so by visiting elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thanks so much for tuning in, and bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.